0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Nick Asylum Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about good cops and bad cops. Look, people's opinions on police officers are going to be different, vary, but I'm going to tell you guys something. I've had my, uh, quite a few run-ins with bad cops. So I'm going to tell the bad cop stories first, and then I'm going to tell the good cop stories, okay? So about 2015, or actually 2014... I was at home, and I was going to go pick up my boy that lived in my old neighborhood, and we were going to go to Defy Gravity. That was an hour away from where we lived. So I was like, all right, cool, dog. I'll be there in about 15, 20 minutes to pick you up. He said, all right, cool. So I get in the car, and I start driving. I get halfway there, and this car zooms up right on my ass. It's a cop. I'm like, great. So I you know, go to speed limit, turn my blinkers on, whatever, right? We get to the front of the neighborhood, which is two miles later, and right when I'm about to pull into the neighborhood, he hits his lights. I'm like, "Fuck!" So I pulled over. He walks up to me. He doesn't even ask for my driver's and reg- you know driver's license and registrations. First thing he says to me is, "You been drinking tonight, sir?" I looked at him like, "What the fuck are you even on?" I said, "No." And so I'm grabbing my driver's license, my registrations. I finally handed it to him. He was like, are you sure? He was like, because you hit the yellow line. And I wanted to bust out laughing so hard. I was like, bruh, hit the yellow line? I didn't go over the yellow line. I didn't go fucking reckless driving. I wasn't doing anything. Wasn't speeding, nothing. Failed to turn my blinkers on, rolling stop, none of that. You pulled me over because I hit the yellow line which actually later on was a bullshit lie. I'll tell you the real reason why he pulled me. So he, like, asked me, hey, sir, can you step out of the car? I'm like, the fuck are you going on about stepping out of the car for? And so I open the door, and I get out. I'm like, yeah, whatever. There's six cars behind him that are cops, and one's a state trooper. The last one is. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I put my hands on the thing. I thought he was going to search me. He was like, what are you doing? I was like, I thought you were going to search me because you had me get out of the car and everything. He was like, no, nah, but can we search your vehicle? Mainly I'd say, no, you got to get a search warrant. But like, we're we're on a time crunch and I have nothing to hide. So I said, fuck it, just look, you know. So he had another cop pull me off to the side, some young buck. I was talking to him, but also at the time, me and my dad were sharing that car so if I'm smuggling drugs or anything, he would have known. Because I'm not good at doing that. And plus, I've never been into drugs. Don't care for them. I've seen them. I've been around them. But I don't really have anybody in my car or even on me. You know? So I'm like, whatever. So they search the car. Don't find anything. And then the same cop who pulls me over walks back up to me and is like, So, you smoke weed? I'm like, no. And then the cop beside is like, I don't smell it on him, and then we didn't smell it in the car, so whatever, so then he looks at the state trooper, he's like, you got anything to ask him, he says, no sir, and he's like, alright, and he hands me my license, he's like, you have a good day, I'm like, whatever, I forgot to mention when he did pull me over, and he was coming up to my window, and he asked me if I was drinking, the cop that I was standing next to, when they were searching my car, he came up on the passenger side, and I could see him in my peripheral vision. So I go and I pick up my homeboy and I drive by and I show them, show him them. He was like, holy shit, why so many? Right? But but before I left, the young cop told me that there was a car like mine that was selling drugs out of it. And so that's what who they thought I was. Sorry, I failed the English at that moment. They thought I was a drug dealer. Somebody had gave them a tip that... This red escape was selling drugs out of it, so they automatically assumed it was me. and I was like, whatever, dumbasses. All right, next story. <laughs> this one is, uh, <laughs> this one's weird, man. So, my parents were renting a U Ha from this company, right? The U Ha company, and they asked the guy, When do they want to bring it back? And he was like, You could just bring it back tonight. And they're like, All right, cool. So they got there at 8. They were dropping it off. Somebody had called the police. They thought that um my parents were stealing a Yuhaw, which they weren't. They were just bringing it back. And the cops were just sitting there, like, harassing my parents, telling them, like, we don't believe you. You were trying to steal it, blah, blah, blah. They like, just going down my parents' throats, treating them like dog shit, right? And my mom couldn't get a hold of the guy that, owns the U-Haul place that told them they could drop it off that night. They couldn't get a hold of them. So they're sitting there for about 20, 30 minutes harassing my parents. My parents are going back and forth with them like, hey, we're not stealing it. Like, yeah, you are stealing it. You're going to go to jail, whatever. And then the guy finally answers the phone and he tells the cops on speaker, yes, I told them to bring it back. They're not stealing it. I'm sorry, Janice and Jimmy, that the gate is closed, but you can just sit it out front. They are allowed to be on the property. They're bringing something back. They called me and told me. I said yes. So y'all need to leave them alone. And then the cops were like trying to be all apologetic. And my mom's like, fuck you. She said it right to one of the guys' face. Probably the rudest one. And he was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. You have a good night. She's like, no, fuck you. Don't tell me that. And I'm like, yeah, you go, mom. Like, they were just sitting there hounding her. They didn't even know the truth. There's like six, seven cops just like, Treating my parents like dog shit. And let me tell you, my parents were white. Those cops were white. And they were at, like, my parents were fucking criminals. Like, they were gonna steal a U-Haul. I mean, what do you think they're gonna do with a U-Haul in 2014? Then they're gonna go fucking riot in it? I mean, <laughs> really. It's so stupid. I mean, they were just hounding them for a good 30 minutes, man. It was ridiculous. All right, so here comes another story. I was hanging out with a boy of mine who went to jail for uh, stealing beer at Sheets. Stupid fuck. And uh, we were sitting at the park across the street. You know, there's this old elementary school that, you know, people go to. Well, it's actually a middle school, my bad. And there's this public park beside the middle school, right? So me and my boy were on the playground, whatever. It's late at night. There's no sign saying no trespassing after dark. So we could be there, right? So these cops pull up and they're directly behind my car. My car is the only one there. And they get out and they like look into my car and then they look all around the trees and shit. And I'm like, bro, let's go see them. So we go and we speak to them. Somebody had called the police and told them that two white boys were ding dong ditching their house. I don't know which house it was, but it was the neighborhood in front of us. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Who even ding-dong ditches anymore? That shit is so fucking lame. But then they automatically thought it was me and my boy. My boy told him, hey, I'm a convicted felon. Well, not I don't know if he was a felon at that time. But he was like, hey, I got a record. So the cop's like, you don't mind if we search you. He was like, nah. So he's like searching Robbie. And I told him, I don't got no record. But I look at the cop that's his homeboy. He's mad staring at me, and he's got his hand on his gun. And I'm like, bruh, don't you fucking do it. Ain't nobody moving. I was like, this motherfucker shoots me. I'm going to fucking hurt him. Like, he better shoot to kill because I'm coming after this motherfucker. Badge or no badge, I don't care. Don't fucking shoot me for standing here, motherfucker. Just because you thought me and my homeboy were ding-dong ditching. I mean, he's looking mad, Like He's nervous. And I'm like... And I say to him, you don't need to put your hand on your gun... Ain't none of us going to do anything. I told him that. He just stared mad hard at me like I was about to fucking turn into the Incredible Hulk and rip him in half or something. It was weird, man. It It was hella weird. I was like, whatever, man. And so... They let us go, and they were like, told us like that we need to scram, leave that park, because it was dark. And I was like, well, there's no sign saying that we couldn't be here after dawn. And there's no signs of saying no trespassing either. So, they're like, yeah, but we need y'all to get going anyways. We're like, fuck it, whatever. Alright. So, I guess I'll tell you the story of, um, what's another... Cop story that I have. Oh, yeah. So I was hanging out with my boy Michael. We were in Raleigh. He had like three Long Island iced teas. And so my ex calls me and she's like, Hey, you want to come hang out? I was like, Not really. But we'll stop by and say, Hey, because we're going to go pick up my boy Matthew in a little bit, right? So we drive back. We go to her sister's house. We're chilling. I'm in the back room with her sister's boyfriend. And his homie, and we're on YouTube, and we're rapping the beats, right? And listening to music. But I didn't know that Taylor, she's a peer pressure type person, she knows that Michael drinks. So she gave him more drinks, like Bernetta's, I think. And I saw him smack her right in the ass, and I laughed. And I was like, I don't think you want to touch that, bro. It's got herpes now. Ugh. But I'm sitting there like, okay, everything's cool. I take Michael to go pick up Matt, and Matt's like, yo, let's go get on top of the mall that you got on top of, I was like, alright, cool, but I didn't realize that neither one of those boys are in shape to climb a fucking pole to get on top of the fucking mall, because you gotta climb up some skinny ass pole, and you have to have some upper body strength to get up there, right, so we're walking around this mall, I've been on it like three or four times, whatever, late at night, and let me tell you guys, it's late at night, so, we go up to the pole, and neither one of them can get on it, because Michael's shit-faced drunk now. I'm like, great. Fucking great. We're out of the car. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Alright. So, we get there. He gets out of the car with us. We start walking. We walk past the, you know, the movie theater, and we go around the corner of the mall. We're in the parking lot. Nobody's there. There's this big fucking dead bird, and Michael takes a big fucking kick out of the bird, and he's like, pun... Which he wouldn't have done that when he was sober. I don't know why he did it when he was drunk. That was really nasty. And very disrespectful to the dead bird. How could you? So like I said, we were looking around. We finally got up to the pole. I climbed up it. But then Matt tried and he couldn't do it. And I knew Michael was too drunk. And Matt was like, maybe there's another way. And I was like, nah, dog. I don't think there's another way. He was like, man, let's just look, okay? I said, alright. So we start walking a little bit. And these headlights are coming. I could see them. But they can't see us. So what I could have done was told Matt, like, hey, come back here real quick and come and then hide behind this dumpster because even if the car would have passed, they wouldn't have been able to see. But we didn't care at that moment, which we should have. The lights hit us, and I'm automatically assuming it's the police, and I didn't even look. I said, Matt, go. We take off running. We leave Michael behind, and we get to the Roses. You know, this mall is vacant besides um, the JC Penney's and the Rose and so I don't see Michael and I don't see the car I'm like alright cool whatever so I told Matt I said yo I'm gonna go back for Michael cause you know he's drunk as shit he don't know what's going on so I start walking back towards that direction and all of a sudden I get to the back of the mall lights come towards me I'm like fuck I take off running as fast as I can all I hear over the speakers, Ch- my car goes faster than you're running. You can stop now. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to stop. Whatever. And so when I stopped, I told Matt, like, run, go. Cop gets out and he's like, well, you t- you better tell your boy to come back here. Or he's going to go to jail. And then I was like, hey, bud, come back or you're going to go to jail. Even though I was like rolling my eyes, like, yeah, whatever, dude. So He was like, you don't mind riding in my car? I was like, nah. He let me ride in the front seat, you guys. I was like, hell yeah. So we got in the front seat. He turns the car around, obviously. We're driving back towards where Michael was at. And you see this other cop car sitting there. And the door's open, and Michael's on the back side of the door, leaning all on it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. So we get out of the car, and they ask me some questions. And, you know, I lie like hell. I'm like, nah. Nah. They thought we were trying to break into the mall. I'm like, nah, bro, we trying to get on top of the mall. But I told them that that Matt dude was not my friend, that it was his friend. And I still thought we were going to go to jail because Michael shit faced drunk and whatever. And I'm sitting there like, oh, God, this sucks. So they asked me for my license. I gave them to him and I played a victim like, oh, I don't know anything that was going on or why we were here. I'm not from here, I'm from Virginia. And then my Virginia license helped me, too. But needless to say, those cops don't know that Uh, that's my birthplace, suckers. So I'm sitting there like, okay, whatever. They give, I give the license to them. They look it up. They ask me about that Matt dude. You know, I've known Matt since I was 15 years old. But I ain't no snitch. I was like, uh, his name's Matt, but uh, I don't know his last name. I don't know him like that. I just met him tonight. (laughs) I met him tonight, y'all, whatever. So they were like, yeah, y'all need to just get out of here. If you find that guy, tell him, like, hey, it's time to go. I said, all right, whatever. Michael tried to give the cop a hug, and he was like, nah, but I'll shake your hand, dude. They're a little bit of assholes, a little bit. That's how, you know, Wilson cops are. They're assholes, all of them. So he shakes his hand. And they get a call on the radio as we're walking away of a drive-by shooting. I was like, well, damn, that wasn't long at all. So they're leaving. They get on the road, and I see them leaving us, which was kind of weird. They didn't even follow us back to the car, which I'm glad they didn't. But at the same time, it was a little sus that they just, like, drove off. Like, we literally could have just went back to doing what we were just doing, climbing on top of the mall or breaking in it or whatever we were doing, which was climbing on top of the mall. They just left us there at the backside. I mean, all we had to do was once they left, we could just stood there, turn to the right, walk up to that pole, and get back on top of the mall. Literally, that's it. But I was like, nah, let's get the fuck out of here. That was way too close. So i give Matt a call on the phone, and he was like, bruh, are they with you? And I'm like, nah, dog, they're not with me. Like, you could FaceTime me right now. But then I realized he ain't got a phone that can FaceTime on. I was like, look, bro, just look from a distance. And if you see me walking in my car and you see the police, then you know what to trust. But I said, bro, they got a call of a drive-by shooting. They're gone. So we get to the car, and this motherfucker's grabbing on the back door. he's trying to open it to get in the car as fast as he can. And I'm like, bro, look around. He hopped in the car, and I said, look, just look. And he looked around and realized there was no cops. He was like, oh, shit. He was like, bruh, and so I was like, let's get out of here. You could tell us what happened on your end, right? So I called Taylor, my ex-girlfriend. I cussed her out and told her what happened. told her, why would you give Michael more drinks, you stupid fucking bitch? That's what I really called her. That was funny. I cussed her fucking ass out. So we're on the road, and we're headed back to uh, Matt's home, because, you know, actually, no. I think I went to Michael's house, dropped him off, He went in, and then I went and spent the night at Matt's house. So, on the way back, Matt's telling us his side of the story. He was like, "Bruh, once you saw that cop, and you stopped, and I saw him, I took off running, bro. He said, I ran in between the buildings, and he said, I ran all the way until I got on the other side, and then I ran through the alley, and ended up right there by the movie theater, so I played nonchalantly and walked into the movie theater and I went in the bathroom and I threw up. He was like, because I ain't never ran that hard in a long time. And I was like, well, damn. He said, yeah. And then I left the bathroom and then I came and I sat at the table with a bunch of kids. And he asked them, like, what were they watching? And they were like, oh, Ready Player One. And he was like, oh, me too. And then like, they're like, you could join us if you want. And I'm laughing, I'm like, damn dog. But he would have had to buy a ticket and stuff, and he ain't really had money for that. But it was good that he was able to blend in. Take off his jacket, and he wrapped around his waist. And then he started talking to a group of people, trying to blend in. That was smart. But then he ended up walking out. He said they started walking towards the movie because it was about to start. And he, you know, he turned around and walked out the door. He said he didn't want to look like an asshole, so he waited until they turned a corner where they couldn't see him anymore, and then he walked out the door. I was like, bro, that's so funny. That's hilarious, dog, That's funny. That's fucking hilarious. Alright. Let's see if I have any more bad cop stories. Oh yeah, we had one that was a dick because we had no power. My parents weren't able to afford the power. And so we're living in a house with no AC, no heat, no no electricity, nothing right. So my dad goes and hooks up a um a generator, right? But our neighbors, Ben's mom, calling you out, bitch. She was complaining about how loud it was. So a cop came up there and I'm on the trampolines asking my parents are home, whatever. He's just being a dick to me. I said, "Look, dog, I don't know what your purpose is here, and I really don't care, but my parents will be home in about two hours, so you can come back then. But you can't take whatever your whatever your issue is out on me. At that time period, y'all, I didn't give a fuck. You know, I was a 13-year-old kid with the big mouth. I didn't give a fuck who you were. I still don't give a fuck who you are. You know what I'm saying? So he came back, and my parents were like, yeah, you know what? Fuck him. So what they did was they built, like, pieces of wood... Like walls, like wooden walls around it, and it, like, suppressed the sound. And we never heard nothing else about it. But the dude was just being a major dick about it. I'm like, who the fuck you think you are, dude? Take off that badge, and we'll see how big of a man you really are. Not. Fucking prick. Okay, so I was in school. And I had this ex-girlfriend. Still hate her fucking guts to this day. She tried to accuse me of rape, right? Alright. So I'm in school. I'm in high school, and I'm sitting in sports medicine... One of my favorite classes. And we got this cop on campus. His name is uh, Deputy King, right? I'm calling you out, you piece of shit. Um, he's one of those uh fucking steroid users that walk around like he's hot shit. I'm like, bro, you're a fucking school cop. Most of the school cops are like 60 years old. He's in like his, well, mid-30s, walks around with the military haircut thinking he's hot shit, right? He's a fucking womanizer, too. So they called me and... Well, they didn't call me. They called my teacher, Coach Loesner, and asked, you know, if I could be seen in Deputy King's office. I was like, cool, whatever. So I walk in there. I sit down, and the man's like talking about this situation with Caitlin. Me and Caitlin don't go to the same school. You know what I'm saying? She goes to a middle school. I'm in high school now. So we don't go to the same school. And he's sitting there like... Asked me questions about the situation. And then he's like calling me a liar. Saying that I'm harassing her. And I got mad. I said I don't know who the fuck you think you are. But you're not going to sit here and harass me. Of a situation that has nothing to do with you. And it's not even on school ground. Okay. I mean he was just being a dick man. I was just like. bro, I don't give a fuck who you are. And he was just like calling me a liar. And acting like I was some type of fucking predator or something. That I was praying on this girl. I'm like, bro, you know she's not even much younger than me. You know? Deadass, she's only three years younger than me. I'm not over the age of 18. I'm not 18 yet. So how about you go fuck yourself? That's what I was thinking in my head. I didn't say that to him, obviously. So I'm sitting there like, bro, why are you going to sit here and call me a fucking liar and shit? And be on her side, whatever. So, I mean, we had a little bit back and forth. I was like, bro, you can't hold me here. So you have a good day. And he was like, whatever, go back to class, whatever. I was like, you're a fucking piece of shit. So, um, that was about the end of that story, and never saw that piece of shit again. Gladly. You're still a piece of shit. He did break up one fight, though, and he, like, slammed one of the guys. I was like, okay, that's a little bit too dramatic. I mean, he's a white boy that weighs, like, 140, and you're slamming him. Come on, that's a little bit dramatic. I think he broke up another fight and one of the boys caught him really good in the face and I was like, You go my guy. You beat that fucking cop's ass. Um What's another one? Okay. This ain't really a cop, so I'll tell that story next time. I had a um I had a song. I worked at this company one time and I left the company, right? I left because I was seasonal. But I made some songs about the company just making fun of the people I worked there. I was paying homage to some of the people, and I was shitting on the people I did not like, right? So I went a little bit too far, and I'm sitting there, and I told my boy Brandon he's about to go the Navy. So he's spending a weekend with me, and I'm like, hey, bud, let's go to this resort I used to work at. We could do the uh, canopy tour, right? So I called them, and... They set it up, whatever. They took $84 out of my bank account. An hour later, I get a knock on the door. Representative's there, and a fucking cop's there. And the cop's looking at me weird, and he was like, he said something. And the guy's talking to me. He was like, it's a good song, but, you know, we're going to have to ban you for life. And I'm like, y'all's resort is trash anyway, so I don't care. And the cop was like, well, you don't need to be making songs like that. I said, you don't need to be telling me how to live my damn life. I said, do you have any fucking warrants or anything or a reason to be on my doorstep? And he looked at me. He was like, yeah. I said, you ain't got no probable cause. Just or a fucking disc record or a fucking song to make fun of the company. Okay, he has a reason to be up here because, you know, he's representing the company. But what is your purpose? Because I lived on a road that used to fucking handle cops like they were nothing. That was 2008, dog. It's fucking 2017. Get the fuck on somewhere. And so I had, uh, well, I didn't have to, but I did. I just wrote my name on a piece of paper, and I was like, whatever. But he said, well, you can make it better by writing a letter. And I wrote the letter and everything. Nothing happened. That company stole my money. I know. To this day, I never got that money back, and they stole it. And we all know what that company was. I ain't got to even explain it. I hope y'all enjoyed my $84, you piece of fucking shits. Karma's a bitch, and if it didn't catch up to you now, it'll catch up to you soon. It was fucked up that they took my $84 and told me they were going to give it back to me. I didn't even get to leave my fucking house to go to the resort. We waited 45 minutes, because it's only a 10 minute drive, to go up there. And I was like, man, I shouldn't even fucking called them. They're like, I'm some fucking terrorist or something. They had like, I was going to fucking do anything. Do something to people, right? So, I'm talking to a guy at um Billiards. It's a bar, you know, about 30 minutes away from that resort. So, we're sitting there chilling. And I don't see him again for a while. A few months. Then me and my boy saw him at Cece's Pizza. And so, we go into the Cece's Pizza. He was like, bro. And this guy, he don't have no sense of humor at all. He laughs a little bit, but not really much at all. And he was like, dude, you know that picture that we took at Billiards? I was like, yeah. He said somebody told um, HR about it. And they had me come to the office and ask if my life was, my safety was in danger. Or if you were planning to come back to the resort. And he told me, he said, I don't know what you did, Nick, but there was like, canine unit and police officers out in front of the gate. There was a state trooper driving up and down the resort the whole time. There was cops up there at the top of start thinking that you're gonna climb over the mountain. He said, I don't know what the fuck you said to them, but they were all over the fucking resort dude. And I was like, Bro, what the fuck? And at the time I was working at Walmart and I didn't even care. I didn't even think about that resort anymore. So yeah. I don't know what it has to do with cops, but whatever. So, here's another story. This guy, he's a fucking prick. His name's Junior. Alright, so, they warned me about Junior. They're like, yo, watch out for this cop. You know, a little crazy in the head, whatever. So, me and my boy, Brandon, he wasn't home yet. And his baby mama, they found out she was pregnant, whatever. Me and her, we had a little bit of back and forth on text message, right? So, I leave my, uh, Dad's uncle's house. And I keep driving. I pull up to the stop sign, and I look, go to the left, and I see this cop sitting there. And he f- comes up behind me, and I pull up in a driveway, and then he goes past me. Well, I turn the car around, it's a truck, I turn it around, and here comes the fucking cop. Once I pull out into the road, here he comes. I should have just fucking, like... Left his ass. If I had my car back then, I would have left that fucking cop. (laughs) But I didn't do it. I just pulled back in that driveway, and he came up behind me. I hopped out the car. I didn't even care. I walked up. He got out of the car, and I was like, can I help you? (laughs) He was talking to me, and he asked me if this was my house. I was like, yeah. No, it's not my house. He was like, you just lied. You just said, yeah. I was like, yeah, because it's none of your business whether it's my house or not. And he was, like, talking He was like, sir, can you get back in your truck for me? I was like, yeah. All of a sudden, I see another cop car pull up. And he opens the back door. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? This man, I forgot to tell you. The guy who told me to get back in my car, he went back to his. This motherfucker went back to his car so fucking scared that he called the K-9 unit to come check out my dad's truck. I'm like, good luck. And then the guy, Deputy Meadows, he comes over there. And he's like... Got this big-ass German Shepherd. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm standing there with Junior, cracking jokes with him. Because, you know, he's a fucking prick. I'm like, well, he better not find my meth in my back seat. (laughs) Oh, God. Don't ever do that shit, guys. Don't ever fucking do that shit. But at the time, they didn't have face cams and shit on their vest. I looked and made sure. But... The German Shepherd was smelling. He was like, you might want to close your door so you don't get in your seats. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if he gets in my dad's truck. The damn thing's raggedy as hell. Shit, I'll ride around with the German Shepherd. He ain't going to affect that truck. Those seats are all torn up and fucked up looking. I mean, if y'all saw this truck, I mean, it was ran down. <laughs> he was like, he's getting a hit. He's getting a hit. And he's looking at my dad's um toolbox. I'm like, go ahead, look in there. So he opens both sides, and he looks in there, and he digs all through the tools and stuff. He doesn't see anything. He was like, well, he's clean, officer. And uh, he takes his canine back to his car, and I'm sitting there like, don't move, don't move. Because he told me not to pet the canine because he might bite me, which, you know, I wasn't going to pet that motherfucker anyways. I ain't that stupid. So he takes the dog back to his car, and I get in my driver's seat. They both walked over to me. He was like, well, he's clean, man. I was like, so, uh, what'd you pull me over for? He was like, uh, for rolling, doing a rolling stop at a stop sign. I'm like, bro, it's 3 a.m. in the fucking morning. Nobody's driving down any of these roads. And you going to give me a ticket for that? And he did. It was called fail to maintain in the single lane. No, 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 that's not it. It was, uh, something to do with running a stop sign. That's another ticket that I got back in 2016 when I wrecked my car. State Trooper gave me a ticket for, uh, failure to maintain in a single lane. Fucking moron. So, I'm sitting there like, okay. Alright, whatever. This bastard just gave me a ticket. And, you know, Meadows sat there and talked to me a little bit longer. And JR, he just, like, went and left. I was like, man, fuck you, dude. He was like, you have a good night? And just walked away, like, in a very dickish way. And I'm like, dude, you're a fucking piece of shit. Fuck you. Fuck your family, too. Piece of shit. (laughs) I wouldn't even like him, even if he wasn't a cop. He was a piece of shit. So we, me and my cousin, right, we met this guy, Turner, I think his name was. He was a cop. He is a fucking moron. Let me tell you about this cop, right? So he was telling us that he got away for shooting a black man, a 62 year old black man who had part of his brain missing because he had some type of medical issue and it caused him to have part of his brain missing because they took it out at the hospital. So this old man, he's on his bike and I guess they had a tip for some reason and the old man's riding his bike, right? He's riding it, riding it. And He's trying to talk to the guy. But the guy has headphones in. But instead of doing the right thing. He fucking tases the guy. The guy falls off the bike. Hits his head. And dies. And he's telling me and my cousin this. And I'm getting mad. I'm like dude. Really? Innocent guy riding his bike. And then you realize he had headphones in. A 60 something year old man. You're going to tase him off the bike. What kind of idea was that? He got away with it too. See that's why I understand why people get pissed well obviously he didn't get away with it too much because he went and beat on his wife about a year or two later now he's sitting in the same jail that he arrested all those people in so probably getting his ass kicked for all i know he deserves it piece of shit so i mean that's another example of a bad cop right there it's ridiculous uh do i have any more stories I know y'all are probably thinking, oh, Nick, that doesn't mean that you interfere with bad cops. You know, they didn't beat on you with a stick or they didn't fucking uh, shoot you or anything like that. No, they didn't. Because even though they could have, I kept my cool and I did what they asked, you know. If I would have done some sketchy shit, hell yeah, they would have shot me. Junior definitely would have shot me. Or the guy at the park where the ding-dong-ditching shit happened, that guy with his hand on his gun, hell yeah, if I would've just ran at him, just ran at him, or even reached in my pocket for something, motherfucker would've shot me in a heartbeat. Believe that. He didn't give a fuck if I was white. You know, that's why I hate that. People keep saying, like, oh, white people get away with cops more. Uh, doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that at all. It's weird. They tried to get me locked up for one time. Me and my sister got in an altercation. She punched me in my face. I hit her back, which I which I didn't do that. And the same cops that were trying to be cool with me went and asked my sister if she wanted to press charges. And then tried to make me look like a bad guy and push her to do it. And she said, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I was like, bitch, I slapped the girl. Which is wrong. But she was punching the shit out of my face. I'm in the driver's seat. We're waiting on our friend to go to the thing, and that was that was stupid. But one of the cops are the same ones that took me to a uh, a mental asylum, which we're not going to talk all about that in this episode. That was stupid. I didn't even deserve to go because I threatened somebody in my classroom who was threatening to beat my ass outside of the classroom. They are like, oh, well, we beat your ass outside of school. I was like, bro, I'll, I'll see that. And then they went and told the principal I threatened to kill him. That's how all that shit happened. But that's for another day. But yeah, those are my stories of bad cops. I think I got more, but I can't remember. My memory sucks. So let's talk about good cops. So, I'm sitting there. I'm having a bad day. Um, my girlfriend's sitting in the passenger seat. I'm driving my escape at the time. I back up into a tree that's in my yard. I'm pissed off. Starts rattling when we're driving. We get to um, um, another town. We're picking up pizza, and I'm upset, you know. I ain't got money to replace it. And this cop, he gets out of his car, and I'm watching him. He looks at me, and he walks into the pizza place, and he comes back. I'm just sitting there staring at my phone. He was like, are you all right? And, you know, I'm trying not to cry because, like, I'm having a bad fucking day. He was like, you shouldn't be driving, and, you know, if something's going on. I was like, bro, I wish he would leave me the fuck alone is what I wish he would do. Because, you know, when you have so many experiences with cops that are all bad, and you have one coming up talking to you. You really don't want to have nothing to do with him. You just want to roll that window up and act like he's not there. And my girlfriend comes out and he tells her, like, Hey, I was just talking to him. Make sure he's okay. You know, I hand my girlfriend the keys just to get him to leave me the fuck alone. Because, you know, you're not supposed to drive when you're upset. But I always end up fine. I was glad that he checked in on me. Make sure I was good. But I didn't know what his intentions were. Because you never know. So I'm like, fuck it. Whatever. And, um, yeah, I left and never had nothing to do with that cop ever again. Never saw him again. All right, here's another good story. So I was playing basketball at my house, and a cop car pulls up. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm thinking of the worst automatically. And this cop gets out, Deputy Mo, I think his name was, and he has his lady get out with him, too. Um, she's dressed up. Like, she works in the office, right? And he's like, do you mind? I'm like, "Nah." And this dude's literally playing basketball with me. Honestly to God, you guys, I have footage of it. I have it on my computer. So, if anybody wants to see it, honestly to God, it's not a long video, but, you know, he's playing basketball with me. Fuck yeah. I crossed him up in one. I mean, he wasn't really good at basketball. But the fact is, he tried, and he was, you know, showing that he's a good person, and You know, not all cops are bad. It was amazing. It's about 2015. I don't know if he's a cop anymore, but he he was good. He said he used to go into the hood and play basketball with the guys, which is good because, you know, black people and white cops, somehow there's a disconnect in between them. I don't know. Automatically, they think that every white cop is going to kill every black person that they come in contact with. Which is the most retarded thing I've ever heard in my life. So, I'm sitting there like, alright, whatever. We chill, we hang out, and he goes about his day. I eventually did see the lady that was riding the car with him at the YMCA, and I spoke to her. Super nice. Um, What else? Who are we missing? Where's that good cop that I'm missing in this story? Damn. What what cop was this? Oh, okay. So my buddy was in jail, and we were going to pay to get him out. So we were meeting a bail bondsman there, which obviously, Tree, you suck at your job. But we're sitting there, me, Jay, and a few other people. We're trying to get Robbie out, which I'm glad we didn't, because like two months later, Robbie got out, and he didn't have to pay for nothing. Robbie was a, a probation violation, right? And he owed up to $18,000. And he didn't have a job. He'd probably still be paying off that probation today. And that was in 2016. Right? So Robbie, he's... You know, we're trying to get him out of jail. And we're in front of the um the jail. Right? We're in front of it. It's nighttime. This cop pulls up. Starts talking to us. We're having a good time. Whatever. The dude's super fucking cool. But he did one thing that he could get his ass in trouble. But... I'm not going to say he looked up on the computer or something, Jay, Jay wanted him to look somebody up on the computer, and he did, and we were able to look at a record and stuff, which was fucking wrong, but we're not going to, we're not going to talk about that, but other than that, the dude was laid back, he had another cop come out there, and we were talking to him, and then Taylor had to fuck it up by going over there, like, talking about how Hunter was beating her ass, and then. The guy took it seriously and started writing a report and stuff, and then they end up have to go to court and all that other shit, which she shouldn't even have done. That we're having a good night, and then you gonna go over to a cop and ask him. The second cop, hey, can I pull you aside to tell you something? And was saying that Hunter was beating her ass. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? We're having a good night, enjoying this company with these cops. One's sitting in his car, and the other one's just standing here. And you go and pull the one that's just standing there aside and tell him some dumb shit like that. I know, you can't turn a hoe to a housewife. And then Hunter had to go to court and shit for it. I was like, that's so stupid. State troopers suck, too. I mean, I've had a state trooper as, like, a, a teacher one time. When I wrecked my car, they told me, you had to do a live at 25 class, whatever. I've done two of those fucking classes. <laughs> <laughs> two different counties. <laughs> one I um was speeding, and that's why I didn't take that class. And the other one was um me wrecking my car. So in two different counties, one was called Street Safe, and the other one was called Alive at Twenty Five. But I had a uh, state trooper as a teacher, and he was he was pretty laid back. But he said that they're supposed to be like bred to be dickheads, and anytime their boots hit the ground, you know you're getting a ticket. I was like, fuck, I gotta stay away from those assholes. Make sure all my shit's intact. Make sure you're going the speed limit. Make sure you have everything you got. I had one cop pull me over. I went the wrong way. And I was trying to go through a neighborhood and this cop was following me and he pulled me. I was like, fuck. My light where my um license plate is on the back was dead. It was a five dollar fix, but he still pulled me over and he gave me like a warning said he was gonna give me a ticket. I said, Man, fuck you. <laughs> fuck this young dude. He was probably like 23, 24, I was probably like 18, so he wasn't much older than me, I was like, man, who the fuck, fuck, I was like, really, that light going on, he was like, I'm gonna warn you this time, and I'm like, bro, I'll kick your fucking teeth in, dude, (laughs) you're like, not even much older than me, don't give me that attitude, I'll give you a warning this time, you ain't even seen me since then, so fuck off, so, I'm sitting there like, whatever, and, uh, what happened after that? It was another time. There was one more. I can't remember. I remember one of the guys I worked with became a cop. and I was like, you going to pull me over? He said, I don't know. As long as you obey the law. I said, bro, I'm going to disobey the law and then I'm going to give you hell. <laughs> I'm going to give you hell, bro. Some of the people are going to be man, I got worse cop stories than that. You didn't get shot. You didn't get beat up. You didn't get that. Nah but I thought a canine was about to rip my ass apart I knew that for a fact I was like hell nah But yeah I mean there's good cops out there man You just gotta You just gotta find them man Anywhere you go There's always gonna be dickheads Regardless if it's cops Somebody you work with A family member There's always gonna be people you don't like man This just it is what it is right Cops have a job to do And some, they can just get off their fucking pedestal and act like they're the greatest thing in the world. But with everything going on, man, like, it's ridiculous. I think rioters are stupid. I'm calling rioters stupid because, like, what is burning down a business doing? Absolutely fucking nothing. Let's go fucking burn down shit and fucking do this, even though we're supposed to be in the middle of a fucking pandemic. More like the end of the world. But I hope you guys enjoyed the story. Sorry that um they weren't as juicy as most cop stories. Like, oh, you didn't get drug busted or fucking arrested and broke out of a cop's car and made a run for it. Sorry they weren't that good. But either way, I don't really get in a lot of uh, face-to-face things with cops. You know, I make sure that I'm going to speed limit. I'm always watching out and looking out for them. They're watching out for me. You know, I'm making sure that everything that I have is good. Like my stickers, my license, my registration, my insurance. I make sure all that's intact. And uh, inspection's good. So they can't pull me over for any of that bullshit. I also go to speed limit. But, yeah, you guys, thank you for listening to this day's... Thank you for listening to today's episode, and I will catch y'all in the next one. Peace.